Today on episode 55 of the Home of Play podcast, some potential issues with the previous gen PlayStation consoles, Microsoft reportedly in talks to purchase Discord, and Call of Duty is returning to its roots. All that and more. Let's get some intro. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 55 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday the two best friends, and that's right, I said the two best friends because Curtis is not here yet again. Boy, howdy, is it hard dealing with that boy sometimes, but uh, we're just going to pile through. I think I tried to say pile and plow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I invent my own words when I can, so, you know, take that. Uh, so, yeah, the two best friends are joining forces. The do the PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff you do not need here. Because of this, that allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually want or need to know. All of our content is free to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask that you help the show by spreading the word. That's right. You go to your friends, you go to your grandma, wake up, grandma, shake her. I don't care. She's on the couch anyway. And you tell her to listen to the podcast and that helps us out a lot. We're growing every month and it's all because you lovely gaming homies. Uh, With all that said, you can uh, tell your friends to find us on Spotify, Apple or Amazon. That's right. The podcast is everywhere. We're crazy. You can't stop us. We're going. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, we want to hear from you. Please leave any of those on our email account, which you can email homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com. That's right, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com. And then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss the hatred that is Discord now. That's right, I'm shunning you, Discord. None of your shenanigans anymore. I'm just kidding. I'd take $10 billion too. (laughs) Our chat just cuts out (laughs) mid-recording. (laughs) yeah exactly you don't know what i'm on yeah i'm totally on discord on today's episode we have eight news articles to discuss but first as always let's begin with what we've been up to this last week chris you sleepy son of a bitch what have you been up to (laughs) uh geez a lot of the same to be honest uh not much is different uh i did get a good stint of valhalla in um on the weekend i think i did two province areas whatever you want to call them um I'm enjoying the game. Uh, they're doing their new seasonal event. Don't ask me what it's called because I can't remember. But I know it's been buggy. Uh, there's a quest right now where it's like you have to decorate the town and you can't do it because it just doesn't give you the prompt. Uh, and for some reason, my horse no longer makes noise. So it's like stealth horse. Uh, you can hear nice. out the noise like of the grass and stuff moving, but you don't hear the <laughs> hoofs in the ground. I, I just imagine at night, some guards like listening all here is... <laughs> And it's splinter cell horse. <laughs> Just three green lights. And they're like, oh, shit, this horse is on. So, yeah, there are some bugs. And I know they added a um, uh, transmog system, which is uh, getting a lot of, a lot of controversy. Because right I, was I ask guess you they to charge too much to for it. I don't know. Like What, there's money for it? Well, in-game currency. They charge you like 50 silver, I think. Uh, for every time you transmog an item. I don't know Aww. why. I mean, it, yeah, it probably should just be free. But I also don't know why so many people are like so up in arms that they're charging 50 silver. Like, I don't know. It's just just because it how many times like, are you transmogging something? Wow, well, if it's me, a lot. That'd be okay. like, how many times did I change my Spider-Man costume? A okay, lot. That's true. So yeah. I, I can't get behind that because like i don't know how the microtransactions work in that game anymore i totally forget but i do believe you can buy resources and by them forcing you to use resources to transmog it kind of feels like that dirty thing that they're trying to get you to pay kind of like when everyone lost their crap when destiny 2 was uh i think when it first came out and they're still tied to activision you had to like Mm, pay money for shaders for silver yeah i think it was yeah and that pissed a lot of people off and yeah you can make the argument that you don't have to but they make it a lot easier that you kind of want to. Yeah. But I mean, in-game currency, I mean, yeah, you don't get a lot of it, I guess. I keep wasting mine on buying, like, the the decorations and the tattoos. <laughs> Just because they're like, once you own them, you own them forever type thing. Yeah. So it's like, why not get it off the list? But I was the same for the haircuts. Yeah, like, those I, I haven't done those yet. Yeah. Um, but anyways, for the most part, I still enjoy myself on there, so... 
Uh, other than that, uh, same as usual. Still playing Valorant. Fall Guys, fun. Uh, I finished my second playthrough of XCOM Chimera Squad. Uh, surprisingly, it wasn't too difficult in hard mode. Um, probably going to be looking at doing the third run on impossible mode, but trying to build up the courage for that. But I found I found the hard mode not very hard, so uh, I'm kind of worried it might be a little too easy compared to the other XCOM games. Um, there's just less threat when your guys can't die permanently like the original games. But hmm. uh, a little bit more of Loop Hero, which I'm still enjoying. Uh, and then I've uh, been playing some Gloomhaven on Tabletop Simulator, which is fun and uh the crew that i play with is really enjoying it usually i play with you but uh yeah we just haven't had time to schedule it in so things going on other than that that's pretty much uh yeah that's pretty much my week um how about yours have you had a chance to dig into any games uh so my weeks uh as you can tell probably by my demeanor um i've just had a hell of a week basically uh won't won't, won't go into too much detail but um, Monday, uh, had to take my wife to the hospital. She's been in the hospital all the way until Friday, just tons of complications and issues. So just a lot of stress and between like two jobs and this and everything. I feel like I'm even pulled a lot of different places and there's a lot of phone calls, video calls, talking to doctors, uh, dealing with family members so it's just a lot this week so I'm just drained like we're not even recording on a normal day which is usually Friday and which is partly the reason why Curtis isn't around because of scheduling like changing it last second it just didn't work for him so yeah it's just been a lot so I just I honestly I haven't had a lot of time to even be at home with everything going on I guess <laughs> to not leave everyone on like oh shit he killed his wife uh she is out of the hospital now, uh, but staying with her parents because it's closer to the hospital in case something goes wrong. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll have better news for you next week. We'll see. Uh, my sleeps aren't even that great lately. So if I'm not even speaking English at one point, I'll just have Chris try to point it out. <laughs> so he's, he's just licking the microphone <laughs> and his eyes have rolled back. But uh, yeah, it's just been a hell of a week. So the only day I think I even got to look at my PlayStation was Wednesday. And I decided that I didn't really feel like getting anything for obvious reasons. And so I went and the one thing I decided to do, which, you know, maybe it's because of my sleep deprivation was try the next gen upgrade for marvel's avengers um yeah not much of an upgrade uh yes it loads faster and that is about it uh all the same you know i i almost say all the same problems like there's weird things where you're playing the game and you stop and you want to change your gear for whatever reason while that's going to cause a glitch and when i say glitch really it's more like a little bit of lag like it takes a bit for the game to like figure that out and then you get back in your game okay fine any mission i feel like sometimes it freezes and then you're again waiting the additional time so it's funny that the next gen upgrade the one good thing i can tell you about it is the faster load times but with all these glitches it feels like you're almost back to the same it used to be plus the other issue i fell into is i, I can't say for sure but i believe this game with the upgrade is still cross-gen so I went to like a simple mission and this guy popped on before I could even cancel multiplayer. And he must've been PS4 cause I could just right away tell the difference. Like now it's like minutes before your match loads. And I'm, I, I it's just like, oh, like there goes the only good perk of the next gen uh -huh. update. Yay. Then, you know, so then I test out the game, you know, there's two new characters, which what a great decision it was to make the two new characters basically the same character. You got Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, which surprise they both use bows and they're fairly similar. I, you could probably make an argument that they're somewhat different, but more or less they're very similar. I heard probably that the Spider-Man DLC, uh, he's going to be using a bow <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a purple outfit. <laughs> His name's Nighthawk. <laughs> Um, or Hawkeye, sorry, night, not Nighthawk. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's whatever. It, it's like the content's not great. The new content they put out, I don't think they've really fixed anything and they made progression even worse. Like we talked about in a previous thing. So 
all in all, that game's doing great for its own reasons. And uh, I really hope they really take a look at this thing, try to work on it and not just let it die because it feels like they're trying to make it die. I almost, I know I'm wrong, but a little bit inside me is like, does Crystal Dynamics want this to die? And then that, that way they can start making games they want to make. Because I'm still 100% on the side that like they don't ever want to make this game. Or at least not once they figured out it was a games of a service game. And they were kind of like, oh, no, this isn't what we do. This sounds a lot like Bioware and Anthem. <laughs> I don't like that. Wait, what was in the contract we signed? Yeah. So that was all I really got time for. I played it a little bit. Like, there's still moments to find in that game that aren't completely horrible. Like, you know, in little pieces, bite-sized chunks, you can find a little bit of enjoyment. Like, I get to throw Captain America's shield. Yay, cool. But after the 50th time, <laughs> man, like, you're fighting the same robot over and over. It's just like, okay, I get it. There's nothing here. You had all these names and villains and heroes, and you just didn't do a lot with it. So... Yeah, that was that was my week. Okay, so let's move on to the show. Guess what? We got news articles, lots of news articles. So let's start with what Nick numerical order dictates, which is number one. Chris, what is our number one? Uh, this one's uh, we. This isn't a hundred percent confirmed, but uh, it's considered a rumor, but a potential valid rumor. Um, Sony will be shutting down the PSP, Vita, and PS3 stores. According to a report from The Gamer, uh, the PlayStation Portable, PlayStation Vita, PS3 stores are going to be shut down in 2021. People would no longer be able to buy digital copies of those systems' games and content, and they would be inaccessible to new players. Um, The reported suggested dates for this to happen... Uh, it's not official. Like I said, it's a rumor. Um, but the gamer's source believes Sony will make an announcement by the end of this month being March, uh, and that the closure dates are expected to be July 2nd for the PSP and PS3, and then August 27th for the Vita, um, which is very, very soon. Um, and I think it, it feels like it gives it a little bit more credibility when they have specific dates. <laughs> set yeah for these closures um does this affect you in any way do you use your psp vita or ps3 at all for any uh, uh store I can't content remember. i sold my psp or sorry ps vita oh well i well i my psp i guess i've sold both a long time ago which i think worked out in my favor because i i can't remember if i'm correct here but i believe the vita had battery issues and a lot of the Vitas that were out there in the wild, <laughs> their batteries exploded by now. So I think the original editions, yeah, they, they had yeah, which was w- what mine was. So yeah. I, I dodged literally a bomb and um, I don't have a PS3 anymore. Or no, I do have a PS3. Sorry. Uh, somewhere in one of my closets, but uh, no, it doesn't really affect me. Uh, I'm not a, I can be nostalgic for certain games. Like I think Final Fantasy is the easiest one that people can point out and be like, yeah, you, you like to go back and play a lot of Final Fantasies. Other than that, though, like, there's not a lot of games that I would, like, set up an old console to play. Mm-hmm. I would just hope that one day they make it over if it's a remaster or, a like, higher-res version, whatever the case is. I would hope it shows up in some way or form, and then maybe I'll play it. But if not, like, yeah, I'm not going to seek it out. I'm not a diehard. I can't think of anything that came out on PS3 that... I would have to like, you know, set it up again, like I said. So this doesn't do anything for me, though. I I understand I'm probably the abnormality compared to most people. I think a lot of people, clearly backwards compatibility is a big issue, especially this year with the new consoles. Like, you know, to even get Sony to finally (laughs) do it properly Mm -hmm. uh, means people, there's a demand for it, right? Um so I, I do get why some people would read this and be pretty not thrilled. Like, I don't know. Does this really affect you in any way? Uh, I have a Vita. Um, my big thing with the handheld consoles is I, I just don't get any satisfaction like uh, playing handheld games. Like, 
you know me even on my phone i have a couple games on my phone but i never play them because i just i don't know i don't i'm not a mobile gamer so the vita was yeah the vita for me was more like uh, okay we're going on a family trip uh if there's any downtime during the trip just pop that on and play a couple hours or something if that if there was time um the ps3 would probably affect me a little bit more I have uh, my old PS3 set up in my bedroom for randomly playing old games when I just don't feel like going to the couch. Um, I think my main concern is like, hopefully you'll still be able to access your your previously purchased stuff. Like, so it's like, I don't have to like fill up the system with everything ahead of time uh, because a lot of my content is digital. I don't have a lot of physical stuff anymore. I've sold most of my physical copies of my games. So it's like, if I lost access to everything, that would kind of suck. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should be like ahead of time, you know, pre-downloading everything again that I would <laughs> maybe be interested in. I don't really want to do that. The only thing I play on there right now is occasionally I turn the original XCOM on. Um, still working on Catherine, but I haven't turned that on in months. Uh, that's pretty much it. a couple other random games, but... I mean, you can play Catherine on PlayStation. Yeah, there are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then there's the newer version that just came out too. That was like remastered or whatever. Yeah. Um, I could just pick that up. So, Um, and then you also mentioned the backwards compatibility. Uh, We don't have an article for it this week, but I'm pretty sure I read news that there was a new patent that was being filed by Sony where people, yeah, I've never seen some people were kind of, it seemed like they were doing a bit of a hop, skip and a jump to saying, okay, maybe (laughs) that there, because it was something to do with uh, a patent of emulation on the newer gen system, I think, or something. And people are like, oh my God, emulation, that must be playing backwards compatibility games. I see how they got that hop, skip and a jump, but I I can't imagine like within the next month or two, we're going to get an update that the previous stuff will work, but. I don't know what you're talking about. The internet never overreacts and jumps <laughs> no, to conclusions. Yeah, you're crazy. Bro. What are we talking about even? Yeah. Every time we see any patent, never. Nah. I'm still waiting for our uh, our couch companion. The that what was it? That pillow or something or oh, the thing yeah. that talked to like us. A little robot. Yeah, little robot. Sits <laughs> and watches you play games and judges you. It's like judges Steve. You. Yeah, you're playing like Demon Souls. He's like, Steve, maybe you're dying. You're maybe dying. You should take Steve. a break. <laughs> maybe you should yeah. take a break. You should uninstall this game. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, the guy suggests, or the gamer suggests that we'll find out within the next, I guess, four days. So we might have answers by the time this actually airs. But uh, <laughs> knowing Sony, we might have more questions. Yeah. So, kind of continuing the trend with uh, scary things happening to our old consoles. We also have one that works with it. We'll still call it Article 2, but uh, basically we found out, this one's from Tech Radar. Uh, PS4's internal clock battery could brick your console. Uh, also likes to call it a ticking time bomb, which is funny because we already talked about bombs. Uh-huh. Uh, says your PS4 console could be rendered completely useless in the future if its internal clock battery dies. You won't be able to play any PS4 games on it regardless of whether they're digital copies or discs. That's scary. That's according to trusted hacker Lance McDonald. I trust that name. Nobody with McDonald lies ever. Uh, especially when McDonald's tells you it's real beef and you're just like, sure it is, son. Sure it is. Who's Okay, we'll continue on. Sorry, it's a hard transition. <laughs> Who shared the extremely worrying news that PS4 consoles will be nothing more than an expensive paperweight should the internal system clock die? But how could this potentially catastrophic oversight prevent the PS4 from playing games? Well, it's apparently all tied to how trophies work and more specifically how the PS4 user, sorry, PS4 uses the console's internal clock to prevent users from manipulating PS4 trophy systems. Who would want false trophies? I tell you who looking around the room as McDonald points out on Twitter trophies on PS4 require the internal system clock uh, to be correct. So people can't change the PS4's date time to make it look like their trophies got earlier than they really did. If your PS4 clock battery dies, all your games die. God damn. McDonald goes on to say if your system clock resets to zero, the only official way to correct it is to connect to the PSN network, which implies that should Sony decide to do away with the PSN in the future, the console would will be bricked and you wouldn't be able to correct the clock by connecting to the network. Uh, 
Replacing the CMOS isn't too troublesome. Apparently, as told by IGN, uh, the fact that the Eternal Clock also affects the PS4's ability to play discs is concerning. CMOS can only have its time fixed by PSN or hacks. The, it also says the fact it kills discs in is lunacy. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Again, it's like, yes, it's a hacker, but it's a trusted hacker. Like Chris uh, told me in previous statement, what <laughs> yeah. the hell does that mean? <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is odd. And uh, I-, I could see why I'd be a little worrisome. But, you know, hopefully now that it's pointed out and there's a, a light shone on it that uh, they could probably patch that, I'd hope. Hopefully. I mean, the, the article's a little bit uh, fear-mongering, in my opinion. I mean, it's internal clock battery could break your console, but only yeah. if the PSN network is gone, right? So, I mean, yeah. the reason yeah. this is coming up is because of our previous article where they're suggesting that the PSN um, store would be shut down. Uh, but that doesn't mean PSN would be shut down. Uh, like, you're still going to be able to play multiplayer games on the PS3. So, I'm thinking, like... This is a bit of a, a a scary thing, but I don't think it's like Sony would have to shut down PSN. And I don't think, I mean, there's no big company that's going to do that, right? That's their whole network, essentially. So it's like Xbox shutting down their system, right? It's like, yeah, you'd have to move it into some sort of new system and then patch the old systems to work with the new system. So I, I don't know. It's just a little fear-mongering to me. Uh, I see the connection from the previous article and this article, but it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think it's going to be a too big of an issue. Yeah, or at least not in any time. You know, if we're just hearing about PS3 now, then I don't think you have to worry that tomorrow your PS4 yeah. is shutting down. Yeah, that'll probably happen when you're on the PlayStation 6 or something, so... Yes. Yeah, and to replace those batteries is like nothing. If anybody can do that, so and and it's like at that point, it's like everything would be off warranty anyway. So it's easy to open it up and. Okay, so enough battery talk. I say we move on to article number three. Uh, another small, fun one, but uh, basically, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven lead designer leaves CDPR after eight years. This one comes from Games Radar, and Chris will take this. Andre Zawadzki, lead designer on Cyberpunk 2077, is leaving developer CD Projekt Red after eight years with the company. In a Twitter post, he announced that it was time for a new adventure and that he would be leaving his position at CDPR. Uh, Most recently, he served as uh, the lead gameplay designer on Cyberpunk 2077, uh, but he's worked many roles during his eight-year tenure at CDPR, uh, from his beginnings as a QA tester all the way up to lead designer on one of the biggest games of 2020. That's pretty impressive, uh, starting as a QA tester and getting all the way up to the lead designer. Yeah. Like, that's... Hashtag life goals probably right there. Oh, and he probably had a lot of suggestions in those Q&As that led to something. Yeah. Um, So news of his departure brought well wishes from fans, colleagues, and fellow game developers alike, uh, including Kyle Rowley, who also worked on the CD, uh, or sorry, Cyberpunk 2077, and is now heading up an unannounced project at Control Developer Remedy. Uh, he hasn't made any formal announcement uh, as to where he'll be going on his next next adventure, uh, but we may see his name pop up at another major game studio in the near future. Yeah, it's uh, you know not too surprising after the year they've had and the stress they must have gone through. That you know, I think we've read articles where it sounds like they weren't taken seriously and the board kind of made some decisions that they shouldn't have, which kind of put these guys in a bad place. And now they kind of have a stain on the resume though it's publicized. So I doubt it's going to affect them too much in the future. So, you know, I don't think it's a big issue. Like, do you have anything that you want to? No, I mean, it's obviously a pretty uh, major project like cyberpunk 2077. Uh, We've talked about Ford and you mentioned it, like the board members clearly are the ones who, we're at fault with a lot of these issues. And if they had given the designers more time, they could have hopefully, because I, I, in my heart of hearts, I feel like cyberpunk eventually will be an amazing game. Uh, I don't think it's going to crash and burn like uh, Anthem or other games that are already out. 
I think this one can bounce back. Uh, if not, I think the sequel itself will probably, uh, hopefully, <laughs> maybe I'm too hopeful. <laughs> I, I, yeah, honestly, I don't know. In this, the way it's been, you know, even now we're getting the criticisms. They finally talked about the new patch, uh, when you can expect it. And already the criticism started coming in. Uh, people aren't really thrilled. It doesn't seem like it's going to touch on as much as, you know, they made it seem like, you know, two major patches june uh sorry january and february and february is supposed to be the biggest of the two at least that's how i was made to believe and yeah it just doesn't seem like it's going to address that much so i that kind of concerns me and then on top of that you just have it's a, still a, a very much an uphill battle and I, I don't know, like we're talking, you know, they still talk about the DLCs. Uh, there's expansions, I think, that were delayed until 2022. I don't, you know, listen to what you said. I don't know if how I feel about seeing, you know, how it's going right now. I, I don't know if I'll ever say it's going to, it, it will one day be a great game. I would honestly think it's going to be hard for them to even come out of this and say it turned into a good game. Mm. And just the way that it is rolling out currently, I'm not hopeful. Mm. I think I think it's going to be a game, and I think some people are going to find enjoyment out of it. I, for no doubt, like you know, I found a good forty plus hours in it, uh, but it just felt generic compared to like what I I let myself believe it was going to be. You know, I take some blame in that, I guess, um, but. Yeah, I just, I don't know if this is ever going to be something. Like, I don't think this is going to be a uh, No Man's Sky scenario. Mm-hmm. I don't, th- but I think, yeah, I don't think it'll go that long. Because how long was No Man's Sky out and they're still working on it, right? I don't think. Well, any- it's so not that they're working on it to, to fix it. It's just they keep putting us expansions and yeah. making it better beyond what they even promised. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, they'll eventually hit, hit a line in the sand and they'll be like, okay, let's start the next sequel or the next Witcher or whatever. If, so. I, if I was a betting man and I, you know, this is a pretty big bet, but let's say I put all the Smurf berries on the table, I would say that there's never going to be a sequel for this game. Yeah, you think so, eh? That, that's my bet. I just, they ruined their first impression and I think first impressions are a powerful thing and... I don't think anyone, at least now, and you know, you're right. There is a chance that later people talk about it slightly more optimistically, but I still don't think anyone's going to be like, remember that awesome game cyberpunk. Yeah. I think there, if every time I hear it, I think about, you remember that huge disappointment that we're all looking forward to. And then it came out and that turd hit the table and it, it hit the table so loud. It made a sound <laughs> like a wet smacking sound. That's that turd. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I honestly, just for my sake, I think it's a smart idea is leaving and hopefully he finds mm-hmm. something else he's passionate in another company that appreciates him. And hopefully a company that doesn't have a board that makes him take rash and scary decisions. So mm-hmm. Ray, we wish him good luck. Well, let's move on to happier news and news that's actually going to put a smile on Chris's face. Uh, so we move on to number four. This one comes from PlayStation blog itself. And a Ghost of Tsushima movie is in the works. And I don't have to read too much here. All we know is that Sony Productions, you know, the big new studio that Sony wants to create. With I think their first thing they talked about was making a Twisted Metal TV show. Well, guess what? Ghost of Tsushima is another thing they're working on. And better than that, they have the John Wick director that is apparently agreed to do this movie. Mm, Chad Stahelski. Thank you, because I was not going to be able to say that anyway. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I think uh, his work on the John Wick movies is really good. Uh, I, haven't sure. seen, I haven't seen the third one yet. Uh, it's, it's queued up, but uh, the cinematography and everything, the, the story's, you know, it's, it's goofy fun, but that's how those work. But I think he could do a really serious version of this uh uh ghost of tsushima that'll i think hopefully blow people's minds Mm because like i i think if i and the next coolest thing if they could add would be an r rating to it it's if they can get r r rated it's like i think the 
be good. Like the new Mortal Kombat that's coming out. I think that one's going to be that much better because of the R rating. I think this one would also benefit from that. I don't know. Like, does do you need an R rating to have like the little violence they need? Like, cause that game had violence. Like obviously there's blood, but it's not like he was cutting off heads or anything. Was he? Yeah, there was, there was moves where you cut off heads. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, there is. I, I'm distinctly remembering heads rolling down hills. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I think it would make it better. Uh, okay, I'm I'm changing my stance. I agree with you. Yes, let's make this rated R. And you do see him walking into hot springs butt naked. <laughs> Not that I need that for the R rating. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, it it's probably just going to make me want to watch it twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard that the. Gin. Uh, I saw an article too. Uh, I think what, what's the actor's name? The guy who did the voice acting for. Uh, no it wasn't Jin. it was one of like the more well-known actors i think he played shit i can't remember i can't remember but he was hoping that he would actually potentially be, be able to play the same role because he actually does i don't know i don't think it's the uh, actor that does Jin because the Jin voice actor is that like an actual has he acted in movies before i don't think it's the same actor i don't think it is either i remember seeing it but i don't have it in front of me right now the, maybe the uncle it's probably the uncle yeah i think it, yeah it's him i can't think of the actor i don't have it in front of me but i think he said you'd be interested in playing the same role so that'd be cool mm -hmm. yeah i know it's just another neat idea you know i feel like this one would be a good one where it's not you could do it in a way that doesn't feel like a video game movie which i think is going to help it more than anything yeah uh the article also kind of just mentions some news too where it's like They've sold 6.5 million copies of the game, and roughly half of those have actually completed the whole game, which is impressive for a big open-world game like that. I think we mentioned that before. Uh, and I like the little uh, line here where they say, as a newly appointed ambassador uh, for the real island of Tsushima, <laughs> I'd like to formally say, visit when it's safe to. If you get a chance, the island is beautiful, the people are warm, and the history is all around you. If you're very, very lucky, you'll spot a Tsushima cat. Uh, then later when the Ghost of Tsushima movie comes out, you can tell your friends about how you've been to the beach where the Mongols landed. Um, yeah, honestly, the island is beautiful. I think they, I, I don't know in real life, obviously, but uh, if it lives up to any standards, it's probably a place that'd be pretty cool to visit. So, For sure. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's Tsushima. We're getting a movie. Yay, more Sony stuff. Uh, you know, Fun to see Sony productions start developing things. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're going to move on to article number five. And this one's maybe a fun one. But anyway, controller. This one's IGN too, I should say. Uh, controller developer. Not controller. Control developer says Sony was a bit more ready for next gen than Microsoft. So this article released, I think, literally right after we finished recording last yeah. week. Uh, so it's a little bit old, but I think it's a fun conversation basically uh one of the guys at remedy uh had an interview and he just started going off about how he thought that sony was a bit more ready when it came to like tools for developers and said that it was easier initially to get games like control working on the ps5 than it was for the xbox series x or s i i want to note it's uh thomas puha i hope i'm not saying that wrong or yeah, I'm just going to go with it. Uh, so, yeah, he was basically just saying that Sony was a bit more ready with the PS5 tools for developers and said it's easier to initially get games like Control working on the PS5 than it was on the Xbox Series X. He did say that both games are still great to make for, you know, all the fun publicity stuff. Uh, and then he said Sony stuck with what worked. Their development software and tools were pretty stable and pretty early on. Uh, he said Microsoft opted to change quite a lot of things, which made it harder at the start. But of course, you know, you learn over time. Uh, the one thing I did like here in the article that he points out is the Xbox Series X or not X, sorry, Series S uh, was developing for it. Apparently, he does feel is holding developers back at least a little, which I think is a kind way of being, you know, that the Series S, maybe some people still don't remember this, but it is weaker than the Xbox One X. The only slight difference is I believe it has the SSD uh, 
that would be the only way it beats the Xbox One X. So I could see why there's probably some issues there. Uh, and yeah, you can read more on yourself if you find this interesting. But I just thought it was a little fun thing for Sony to be like, hey, developers like us. <laughs> That's always a good thing. Uh, yeah, did you take anything out of this article or it's just kind of what you figured anyway? Yeah, it's pretty much what I figured. I like his quote there about the Series S. It's no different from the previous generations where the system with the lowest specs does not end up uh, dictating a few of the things you're going to do because you're going to have to run on that system. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, the the Series S is... Because they probably have to change a whole bunch of things in the game to make it work for that system. Oh, yeah. Even though the like the specs are still the same as like still relatively the same as the previous systems so yeah no i didn't have too much to say about this one just thought it was interesting well that's fine because if we go to article six we got call of duty news for you and guess which one of us plays call of duty games it's you so take it away so excited (laughs) moving on to article number six this one comes from Eurogamer. uh this year's call of duty returns to world war ii This year's Call of Duty returns to World War II, according to fresh reports in part verified by Eurogamer. Uh, Modern Warzone reported this year's new Call of Duty is in development at Sledgehammer Games, maker of 2017's well-received Call of Duty WW2, and is due out late 2021, probably Christmas season like it usually is. Uh, Eurogamer sources have indicated this is indeed true. Uh, Modern Warzone also reports this game is codenamed Call of Duty World War II Vanguard uh, and reports the name will be changed in the future. Uh, While this may indeed be the case, uh, Eurogamer understands Activision's current plan is to stick with the Vanguard subtitle for the final version. Uh, They also reported that the entire game takes place in an alternate timeline where 1945 wasn't the end of World War II. Uh, and is set in the 1950s. Uh, Eurogamer understands this detail isn't quite right, and Vanguard has a traditional World War II setting. Uh, Call of Duty games tend to leak before they're officially announced, uh, and Eurogamer has verified Call of Duty leaks in each of the last five years. Uh, the headline this time around, though, is Call of Duty. They just like keep repeating themselves. Yeah. Call of Duty Return to World War II Vanguard will just be the second World War II Call of Duty released in the last decade uh, and comes with a, after a modern warfare set in the present day and a Black Ops Cold War game set during the 1980s. I don't know if that makes sense. That just seems like a bunch of gibberish words in my head. And I, if I listen it, to it back again, I don't know if it'll <laughs> make sense. An open question is whether Vanguard is set for integration with Warzone, ga- uh, the... Uh, Battle Royale style game. Uh, Black Ops Cold War was announced within Warzone and its integration into the Battle Royale while suffering from significant problems clearly boosted sales of Treyarch Shooter. Oh man, that's such a mouthful of blah blah blah, but uh, what do you think about the uh, concept of an alternate timeline where World War II didn't finish when it normally did? I don't think it's going to add enough to justify another freaking World War II shooter. I know, like, some people aren't as sick of them as me, but when I was in high school, this is all we got. Yeah. We got a thousand World War II shooters. Like, I can't even remember all their names. It's just, like, Medal of Honor, Call of Duty. uh, Oh, crap. What was the other one? I think Battlefield was doing it back then, too. Uh, You know, it's just everyone was doing these World War II shooters. I'm sick of the beach, like, storming of Normandy. I'm just done with it. Please stop. Like, please stop. Um, I I personally especially hate these games because like I just find them not fun. The the guns are slow and shitty. The same reason we wouldn't go into war with them right now is the same reason I don't want to play them in a war game. It's just boring. It's I I don't know. I cannot believe they're doing this again. It, it's mind boggling. I get it. I don't speak for everyone. Some people are maybe love this. I get that you could kind of do something with an alternate timeline, but like really like you're one year after the end of the original war and you think you can change the story enough to justify going to world war two again, maybe you can, but just looking from this on paper, I would disagree. And I think it's just dumb and whatever. It's fine. I haven't played the last couple campaigns from a call of duty anyway, because I didn't really love the future stuff either. So whatever, maybe I'm just someone who cannot be pleased with call of duty's decisions. (laughs) 
Uh, I, yeah, pretty well agree with you mostly. Um, I think their future style games haven't been doing as, like, they're obviously doing amazing, don't get me wrong, but I don't think people are like, these storylines are shit. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, uh, and then some of the futuristic guns, like, to be honest, I liked, uh, shit, which one was it, where it's like, you could do wall running and stuff like that. I had a lot of fun with that one. Was I think that it was one of the Black Ops. Advanced Warfare? No, or? no, no, that one was awful. I think it was Black Ops 4? Then no, it I think it was three you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. There was one where you could run on walls and you had like perks and yeah, stuff. And that's that, three. That one I had fun. That was actually my, kind of the one where I actually started playing some of the multiplayer and getting into it. Also known as we wish we were Titanfall, but we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, going back to World War II, even with this alternate timeline concept, I just think people don't want it. I'd rather them... I don't want to say... Um, like games of a service or anything like that, but I really think the Call of Duty, um, like the because there's the two different companies, right? Sledgehammer and was it Treyarch is the other one? I think they need three still Infinity Ward. There's so many Infinity Ward, whatever. The companies I think need to seriously take like a year. I know there's a year break between when they release, but I feel like they need more. Like, I feel like they need to, like... Well, if the way they're doing it, right, you you get three years. So, if any award makes one, then it's going to be Sludge... Well, I, and this may not be the actual order. Then Sludgehammer, then Treyarch. So, when Treyarch's done releasing, they now know they have, like, you know, three more Novembers till they have yeah. to release another one. I, I but, think they still need more time. I mean, come on, like... Oh, and probably, because I honestly, like you, like, yeah, it takes a long time to start from scratch if you want a new engine... And let's face it, like Call of Duty's never lead graphically in any direction because they have to keep recycling. And although three years is better than no years, it's just not enough to like, you know, give yourself a big enough break to, yeah, have a next gen upgrade. They all need to take a year off. The three companies need to get together, design a new engine to use. Yes. And then make it so that the game doesn't take 250 gigs of your hard drive because that's also ridiculous and there's no there's no reason for it there's no reason for it lazy coding yes that's that well that is the reason for it there's no reason (laughs) that there's no reason that there that shouldn't uh, should exist is what i mean yeah but yeah they need to sit down take time make a new engine because the games have looked the same forever like this game could come out with the graphics from the original call of duty 2 and it's like Oh, yeah, this is the same game. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. joking. It's obviously a little bit better, but um, like, come on, like, just take some time, work these games out. Don't don't turn into like the sports games like FIFA and Madden where you're releasing the same game every year and not actually improving the formula. Prove the formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say the biggest improvement they've had is Warzone. And, and that's just them taking Battle Royale from PUBG. No, you're right. Yeah. But the people that like it, they like it. Oh, yeah. I like good. I'm one of those. <laughs> but now watch that thing go stagnant and stay the same for how many years, right? Oh, yeah. Let's as long as the money out. keeps coming in and it will. And they're screwing then. that pooch, too, because, I mean, it's constant. Every time I, w- I watch people playing that uh, Warzone, there's like, oh, yeah, people are bugging or there's health glitches where you can live in the fog and all that sort of shit. So it's like, God, like, it's just painful to watch. It's one of the monsters from Stephen King's The Mist. <laughs> I live in the fog now and my health is infinite. <laughs> oh, man. Moving on. Yeah, let's... Uh, I think we're both sensitive. Don't touch me. I'm not ready. I-, I play most of the Call of Duties. I just... It's just frustrating. Anyway, we'll move on to article number seven. And uh, article number seven is from IGN. Microsoft reportedly in talks to purchase Discord for over $10 billion. I just want to do like Dr. Evil. Yeah, I was billion picturing dollars. the pinky by your mouth. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the deal is not imminent. Discord may choose to go public instead of selling. But I think I heard an updated rumor that it does actually sound like Discord is a step closer to accepting. Uh, so anyway, we'll go into it. Microsoft is allegedly in talks to purchase Discord, the gaming-focused chat software, for over $10 billion USD. As reported by Bloomberg, these discussions appear to be early and there is no in- imminent deal on the horizon. Furthermore, one source said that despite these talks, Discord may be more likely to go public than sell itself, which I would hope. While Microsoft is one potential suitor, Discord has been in discussions with Epic Games and Amazon. VentureBeat first reported that Discord, the company 
with roughly 140 million monthly users that recently raised 100 million at a 7 billion valuation. Don't know what any of that means was exploring a sale worth more than $10 billion. Discord was said to be one who reached out to Microsoft to gauge interest in a potential sale and that Xbox head Phil Spencer has been part of these chats. While purely speculation, it's important to consider how beneficial having a service like Discord could be for the future of communication on the Xbox platform. It is noted here that they've worked, you know, in the past together to yeah. link Discord accounts to so you can see what your friends are doing, which makes sense with Xbox. You know, a lot of anyone that's playing on PC, technically, you're a Microsoft gamer, you know, uh, yep. if you haven't noticed. So a lot of those PC players are using Discord. It makes sense. You want to see your friends, what they're doing on their Xbox, which is probably playing games, uh, but not a lot of games. And yeah, that's basically the story. I don't. You know what? I'm I'm at the mindset that like Sony's not going to do this anyway. Sony's very much like we support our own stuff and yeah, even in-house. if our party chat sucks and you know communities didn't work and blah blah blah, we're not going to do this route anyway cuz I I do remember <coughs> I think I've had discussions where I I said like wouldn't it be great if Discord was on PlayStation or whatever. Yeah, well, A that's less likely to happen. I knew it wasn't going to happen anyway, but then with this I'm like I don't know. I feel like if Microsoft does this, which another, it's like another, like going to the head company in Microsoft and be like, daddy, can I have $10 billion, daddy? <laughs> and it's just like, what the hell do you want $10 billion for? Daddy, I need to discord daddy. Uh, and it's just like, what? I do feel like though, I almost wonder if they're looking at this from the approach of not exclusively for the platform, like the Microsoft console, more than actually using it for just Microsoft as a whole you know, because you can do the PC gaming side, you could use it for probably a lot of other systems just from the software side, right? Mm-hmm. Hell, even the Microsoft building itself might be using this. And, you know, when you go try to talk to HR, you're going through Discord now. I guess my main concern is just the way how Microsoft absorbs companies. So it's like, do do people remember what Skype was? And it's like, do you see it around anymore, really? No, no. They just absorb no. features like I feel like Microsoft, if they get Discord, they're gonna take some of the backbone that we don't see because they might have it set up better with Discord. And they're somehow gonna take that system, dismantle dismantle it, and ha- probably like integrate better features from it into like, I don't know, Microsoft Teams. Because Microsoft Teams is, you know, you could have chats, you can have ch- uh, uh, video chats, voice chats, all that kind of stuff. So that's where my concern is, is that they're just somehow going to absorb the functionality into Teams and then yeah. charge people money to use Teams probably. Because I like, ah, I mean, that's the great thing about Discord is it's, it's, it's free. They just, if you can donate to them, donate to them. There's the, the Nitro option if you want to get that option but they don't charge you for setting up your servers or anything like that. So it, I don't know. I'm concerned because I've seen in the past Microsoft absorb companies and dismantle them and chew them up. And yeah, I don't want that to happen with Discord because clearly PC gamers, they love Discord and it's great. We're using, <laughs> it, right? We're using it right now. If they just like move Skype and they just put it over the Discord label <laughs> and they're like, see, everyone likes Skype. Skype's a success story yeah. now. We yeah. didn't screw it up. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's, I didn't realize that was a Discord that reached out to Microsoft about the deal. So that's interesting. Uh, I definitely don't want Amazon to get them. <laughs> God, don't let that happen. I'd rather Epic oh, Games get them. Oh, you just got to get a Prime account, don't you know? And then yeah. you can use all the discords you want. Epic Games would make more sense to me because uh, like them integrating Discord into their uh, like launcher and all that would probably be, be extremely beneficial for them since their launcher extremely is shit. Extremely beneficial. Yeah. And so, honestly, I feel like they'd be better about leaving it open too. Yeah. I think that would probably be a better deal. Well, not maybe not necessarily for them money-wise or anything, but uh, yeah. I think I think Epic has some money. I think they have a bit of money if they wanted to. I, uh, they got something, something called Fortnite. It's a small it's, thing. It's you probably haven't money, heard of it. Think, right? Yeah. You haven't heard about it, but it's called Fortnite. And like every child ever has played it. 
Yeah. <laughs> couple couple credit cards attached to that game, I think. So mm-hmm. yeah. That would probably be more interesting to me. Uh, just because I could, I, they need it. <laughs> yeah, like they don't even have like a chat feature in their stupid thing. So it's like, yeah, it, they everybody who plays Epic Games, they're already using Discord. It just makes more sense. But. Everybody, write your local Epic store and be like, hey, you need to Do take this. this so Microsoft does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, offer to be the unsung hero. So yeah, not a big article. I think uh, we'll move on to our last very small article, but you know article nonetheless we go to number eight game informer the next resident evil showcase is set for april so they just had a showcase a little while ago and we already got an update that uh guess what you get another one so suck it no confirmed date but apparently it sounds like the event will take place roughly sometime in april and uh it will share an anniversary plans on top of showing off new content for resident evil village uh yeah not a big thing here. I just think we're all a little excited for Resident Evil 8 since this year has kind of been a little slow for video game releases. You know, we got a big one. Uh, everyone kind of, lack of a better term, blew their load in November. And now it's just, you know, in 2021, really, I don't think there's anything we've been holding our breath for. No, I have to look at my wish list, but Cyberpunk was the big one everybody was excited for and then feel, felt the opposite the day after. Yeah. <laughs> um, Resident Evil. I'm always excited for Resident Evils because they usually do good. I still feel like I'm going to try to force myself to play this game. I know I'm scared already. Yeah. And like, maybe I'm saying it because I think I'm a big, brave boy, but oh. <laughs> like, it might change. But like, I really do think I need to try to, like, because again, what else do I have to do? What can we speculate for the 25th anniversary? I think Resident um, Evil 4. Remake? Yeah, Reboot, whatever. Remake that. That's the big one, I think, right? That's the one that people yeah. want to see. Um, oh, for sure. I would like to see it. I've played the game probably a dozen times, no joke, um, over many I systems. Just, um, I want the complete version this time. I, I had issues. I think I'm the only one that noticed, or at least I think I am, but the GameCube version had very little ammunition, but you'd have so much money that I could just beat the game with rockets. I just keep buying rocket launchers. <laughs> and then the PlayStation two version came out later. And for some reason it gave you way more ammo, but like no money. So I couldn't afford rockets and I kept dying. Cause these bosses suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the only other thing we might get a little bit more teaser of is uh, like the new Netflix series and the, movies and that kind of stuff that they're working on oh yeah they might be finally ready to show a trailer now that it's yeah finished, uh, i know it's on it's on netflix one of the i think it's the movies on netflix but you could you can't really it doesn't show much of a preview yet like like just the it's coming you know so uh yeah maybe a little bit more of that it might even be out by the time i mean i guess we're moving into april already so shit like i could be next week i doubt it but yeah, obviously we've said it before. We're all pretty big fans of Resident Evil, so yeah, and we and we both like the demo too. The demo was pretty good. Good showcase mm. for the the graphics engine in that perspective. So that was good. Just screw yeah, you, Resident no. Evil Three Remake. You hurt me. You hurt me, and it hurts. What you did to Nemesis is unforgivable. I did to the whole game. Let's cut out sections <laughs> of the whole game just because. Yeah, who needs a clock tower? Let's walk under it. I walked under it. We've said this before, but it drives me nuts. Yeah, I hear you. Not to mention, you can once you know what you're doing, you can beat that game in three hours. I think that's a little yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it for our articles. There's not a lot. We're not doing homework this week. Like you know, as I said before, I'm sorry if we if we're both a little tired. It's been a week. I apologize. I promise we're gonna come back next week. Hopefully with a little more energy, a little more pizzazz if you will. It's a fizzle. Um, so yeah, and then hopefully we'll have some news to go with all that new attitude and fizzle, as we said. So again, sorry if you didn't feel like we were up to snuff this week, uh, but you know, we will see you again next Monday. Uh, we'll be back, and uh, hopefully I'll have better positive news. So hooray. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye.